0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you, as always, a very sleepy Taylor Wells. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite an amazing Kraken win, we're coming at you recording at uh, Thursday. Was it Wednesday night?
1: Wednesday night, yeah. Wednesday
0: night. Wednesday night coming at you just after a solid Kraken victory. Uh Taylor, with all of your energy and strength right now, how are you feeling after this win? I mean,
1: maybe just watching the crack and buzz around the Colorado Avalanche for two, almost two and a half periods, maybe that just drained it out of me. Who, who Think knows?
0: so? Yeah. It could be it. Uh, before we dive into it, folks, let's talk about who is sponsoring us. First off, as always, the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, hockey Podcast Network is your one-stop shop for all of your hockey podcast needs. Jump on there. There seems to be a podcast for every team out there. At least I think so, anyway. So jump on over to network.com and you can check out any podcast that they have, and you can also find them on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, perfect segue into uh, our crack and Talk today. We're also sponsored by The Hub Tavern, folks. Mm. Pub Tavern out in Spokane, Spokane's only hockey bar as far as we're concerned, and as far as and as far as far the Seattle Kraken is concerned as well. <laughs> I, t- I I tell you what, uh, what because I asked Dave about the mystery disappearance of the other hockey bar?
1: Uh-huh. No, you didn't tell me.
0: Okay, yeah, so I go to him, I say, hey, uh, that other place, I'm not going to mention them on here because they're not a hockey bar, uh, that other place, uh, they're not uh, fishing on the anchor lines anymore. What's up with that? He just gives me a big old smile. He's like, "They're definitely a sports bar. Wish them the best of luck." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was—he's basking in the fucking victory because they, the Kraken actually ended up shorting him, even though mm. his bar's been around for over damn near a hundred years, and the other one had been just opened up. They were at it and he wasn't. Mm. so then he actually went to like the pr people and we're like no 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 no, this is bullshit
1: yeah all the hockey Mm. people come here right what what maybe you guys should have sent someone to do a little research send your fucking lowest intern
0: for god's sake right which is weird because you know they really i mean granted it was out of necessity but they put some effort into trying to get the game out into spokane you know with the first exhibition game and whatnot oh yeah so i don't know in any case uh, yeah, uh, Hub Tavern out in Spokane, coming up on the point eight run, the big Lebowski-themed. I think there's still time to sign up if you guys are interested in that, and you're in Spokane next weekend, or maybe the weekend after. Yeah, I think it's the weekend after. Uh, that's going to be a good time. I've heard good things about those .8 runs. They do them every year. Good cause, good, good people over at the Hub. Speaking of the Hub, uh, folks who follow us on Facebook and or Twitter might have seen that your Dusty Bender crew, well, half of it anyway, was at the hub, watching the game, rocking the McCann jersey. Dave, shout out to Dave for getting an awesome action shot of me. So me standing up in my seat with my beer in my hand, screaming out loud. That picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was when that was when uh, Maddie got the second one to tie it up.
1: Beautiful.
0: Yeah, Maddie Good gets the first. I was did, pretty happy. Did any it.
1: were any Colorado fans there that wanted to reenact the uh, McCarr hit? <sighs> it was <laughs>
0: so the McCarr hit hadn't happened yet, but yeah. Uh, yeah, there were some ABS fans there, and we we booed them pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty great. Uh, no, good. it was it was a good time. Uh, the hub was actually that. So since you know they get special shit for uh, the Kraken, they were shout out to Dave again for uh, his hospitality and just providing everybody in the local area with a with a. Awesome place to watch the game. They're huge Kraken supporters there. Except you know Dave, loyal to the end. He was wearing a I think he was wearing a Debrin cat shirt. Uh, with the Blackhawks logo on it. So uh I I appreciate the uh the resiliency and the and the stubbornness.
1: Yeah. Just he's had a rough two years, so oh. Yeah, we'll give him, we'll give my pass on it. <laughs>
0: it's not it's not even for sure that it's gonna get better. But
1: no, there's a very good chance they could unless unless Batman in the league just makes sure that they get bedard. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was pretty rough, which but is totally possible. Yeah, oof, we'll see. Yeah, well, the ducks the ducks are cursed. They can't get first pick. So no,
1: they'll get they'll drop to like tenth somehow. <laughs> it's not it's not even possible. Not even possible. And the, the Batman's like, and with the tenth overall pick. Anaheim Ducks. Boo. <laughs> Actually, people gives would probably it, gives it to cheer. the goals. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Fuck. Well, the goals are in the playoffs, so. Well, there Ooh. you go. At least there is some positive hope right there. There is a little bit. They they also uh, in AHL news. Coachella also beat Colorado tonight. So.
0: Boy, what a fucking just a bad time for Colorado hockey. at It's a great time. It is. Uh, last thing, a shout out to Dave out there. He uh, comes up. He was he was given a huge. Dave has this big booming voice. He shouts out above the bar that everybody could li- needs to like him on the face on the face page, and then listen to the Dusty Bender podcast. So I appreciated nice. the shout out, Dave. Um, awesome dude. Uh, also, one more shout out as we get to it here. Uh, ah, no, I'll, I'll save the shout out for when we get to that game. So, uh, without further ado, let's dig into some crack and shit. Starting with we're we're what three games behind? We got to catch up.
1: Yeah, we uh, we've only gone over two. We're just finished up five. So
0: that's right. That's right. You know. So let's let's dig into game three here real quick. Um, at that point, we were we were a little. I, I wouldn't say kind of how we were feeling after game two that we lost. You know sad but hopeful right mm-hmm. right this game was the one where we we went down and we we stormed back with two quick ones Matty veneers gets his gets his first one his first playoff goal yep and there was a lot of hope when we when we tied it up and then uh, we stopped playing in the third period
1: yeah third period just didn't exist yeah
0: uh, what did you what did you gleam from the Kraken's fir- very first—I know we, we like to—we'll probably pretend that that game for, didn't happen because the next one is just so amazing. But would you get the vibe of the Kraken's first home game? How did how did the team look? How did everything feel? I mean,
1: team team looked okay. I think this was this was more of a uh, avalanche for feeling themselves. You, you were very close in your prediction. I think six one was your prediction. Um, and it, it felt like a 6-1, well, just yeah. I guess what's imprinted on my mind is the third period, so it felt like 6-1.
0: Yeah. But
1: uh, there's there's something that, that everyone keeps saying. I don't care what your team that you cheer for is or anything like that. Everyone, an, an analysts, announcers, everyone keeps saying that Seattle is a hockey town. And it sure as shit was because that place was fucking rocking.
0: I... I- I have to think that the NHL is kicking themselves on not getting a market here sooner. Yeah, hundred percent. This this town has been hurting for Itching. hockey for so long, and I think finally now that it's coming up, because I for the first time in forever, I'm seeing casuals. Yeah, like we, you know, growing up in the Pacific Northwest, you from Alaska, like it's just it was hard. You either you either found people who knew the game or didn't. Yeah. There was no there was no middle ground. There was no people that, like, have gotten into it because of the Kraken. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: And now now I'm seeing that. Now you're seeing, like, I, I, people that I've known my entire life that not to be hockey fans, they're finally at least casuals because of this team. Yeah. And it's, that's
1: something. It's funny you say that because I, I like, even throughout this season... Could go out to a bar or a restaurant or anything like that, and like it's pretty much me and my wife and yeah, you know maybe one other person wearing a kraken whatever. Right mm. now it's like I mean you know I was just out at at uh, the bar I've been kind of going to recently because I could stumble home if I needed to. Sure. And it's I mean there's there is a bunch of kraken attire even down here south of Tacoma. Like there's people are people are into it. People are excited. So good to see it grow but i think you know it's perfect it's perfect because you know up here it's always been the seahawks right it's always been the yeah. mariners but there's this time between you know baseball doesn't really get interesting until you know fucking august oh, so it's always been kind of this lull time between you know the end of seahawks and when baseball starts getting interesting for most people Right, I was so say, the
0: Mariners. does Sometimes it doesn't get interesting for the Mariners.
1: Yeah, but. well, they're doing like they're playing kind of shitty right now too, so it doesn't mm. help. But I mean, you know, you think about it. I mean, we're a week and a half, two weeks into the into the playoffs, but you know, for the last two months or so, like hockey in general is just ramped up trying to make the playoffs. Right, so right. it's just the perfect like middle ground for those two sports, which have been the biggest in Seattle for the longest time. And it's just the perfect in between for for those. So um, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's one of those things, I mean, yeah, they shit. They, I mean, not trying to jump ahead, but that game four uh winner was loud. It was fucking loud. You can you could hear it on the broadcast. Yeah, like it was bumping, so
0: from what from what I heard, you know, because people were in Game Four before Game Four started, we're talking about Game Three, and apparently, you know the 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 back to back goals to tie the game, you know, with especially with Maddie Beneers, you know, mm-hmm. putting one away. Apparently, that place was rocking pretty good. Yeah, um, they didn't necessarily have enough, you know, reason to cheer for a lot of that because it was it was not their best game. I, I don't think they it was again similar to the second game. I think they actually put a little worse in the second game. Um, they did not put up the – well, I don't want to say that. That's been a consistent thing that we've seen moving forward is the effort of this team. Mm-hmm. The effort is almost always there. Yeah. The difference makers have been – not to jump ahead a little bit, well, and because this is, this applies to the whole series really. We talked about this in our pre-up episode. This was going to be the stars of the Colorado Avalanche against the depth of the Kraken. Yeah, and we we anticipated. Shit, look at look at this roster. Look at this resume. You've got defending Stanley Cup champs champion. You sure Landis Gog's out, but you've got you still got the heavy hitters. You got McKinnon. You got Rantanen. You got Kale McCarr. Shit, Taze, uh, Taze this is still a, you know a, a big pedigree name. Mm-hmm. You you've got the guys, like McKinnon. There's arguments out there. There are people that like to argue that he's the best all around player in the league. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a topic up for debate. But in any case, the fact that people will hear the debate shows that how good he is. But I don't think that and tell me if I'm wrong here. I don't think that we anticipated that if you remove those guys from the board. The depth of the Colorado Avalanche is apparently very shallow.
1: Well, I mean, we, we talked about it briefly about they, they actually just don't have oh, wow. the depth up front past some of those guys. I mean, you know, there's really only two forwards that you named, right? So McKinnon and Ranton are, are really it on this team yep. right now, right? And I think Val Nachuskin going down definitely go, – I, I say going down. There's other shit going on apparently, but uh, whisked away back to Russia is from what I've been heard. Or I've yeah, been something,
0: so, <laughs> something happened to do – so there was like – uh, the, the only like word that has come out on that is like, there was some sort of emergency service that was called to the hotel that they were at and it had something to do with alcohol and there's no, and they had to make it clear that there's no charges coming, yeah. which oh, yeah. makes you go like, I, I wasn't necessarily going to that immediately, but thank you for putting it in my am. mind now. Yeah. Now, now I'm like, well, why, why would you need charges? Well, what's, what's going on here? Um, yeah. It has been confirmed that it's alcohol related, but I don't under, like, if it's alcohol related, just throw him in the player program. Like, don't, you, you don't, you don't run him off to Russia. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: that tells me that there's, there's something bigger, like it's, a you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't buy it, but it's also not on us to speculate, right? So it's just, they just don't have him. It's right. him,
0: and it's it's a Verana situation. Is it spreading? It's
1: got to be the cross. Where's, Vira- croc- where's Verana from?
0: Uh, check. check. I want to say he's check. That's that's a good call. Yeah. Verana is Verana... Nope, not grandma. I don't know. I can't. I can't. It's got to be grandma. What it's got to be grandma. Where is
1: my grandma from?
0: Grandma Verana. <laughs> okay. Jakob Varana is from the Czech. Yeah, back Czech Republic. Um, yeah. So I
1: mean, like that—that that definitely hurts them from a depth perspective. But you know, they—they they got guys that should still be able to to help out a little bit. I mean, I know one of the one of the guys that you were touting a little bit that got moved over there is Eller, Lars Eller. Uh, he's been you think
0: quiet. You think you'd get some depth scoring? I was listening to right. uh a fellow hockey podcast network show for the avs earlier today and they that they did the math for me apparently there has been not only a little depth scoring but there's been no depth scoring right all the goals have come from their stars
1: yeah yeah i just i mean looking at game 3 right we're still on game 3 you got jt comfort who isn't necessarily a star but he's kind of had one of their better years Nathan yeah. McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Miko Rantan, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantan. Right. Right? I mean, so, I, so th- that's perfect.
0: It's almost like if you shut those guys down.
1: Yeah, weird. They're not going to score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just, you know, and, and but that's but and that's the thing is that's the strength of the Kraken is to just come at teams in waves because their forwards can go almost 12 deep on some given nights and... It's just all you, I mean, you can play dump and chase hockey with as deep yep. as that forward group is and just have a good forward check. And you're going to pry that puck out. And yeah, I mean, it just it was happening a lot tonight. I think even they, they did a little interview. I uh, thank God Hextal was on was between the benches. Uh, so she uh-huh. we didn't hear too much from her, but she was talking with Bednar about like, you know, what, what what can your team do better? And he basically said, you know, we're getting into the zone. We're not retrieving the puck right and i think that's the difference is the kraken get in there they basically are way quicker they led, they've looked way quicker almost the entire series oh they god. get in there and they get that puck out and is
0: she the new pierre maguire oh god man like where like pierre was like up in the studio and then it, it's like when that when a when a cop shoots the wrong guy but they won't fire you they just move you to a desk job so <laughs> <laughs>
1: M- mcguire did a fucking desk pop and then leah hextall was just the next cop up
0: right so well yeah. so now that she was doing it now that now you know she can't do play-by-play anymore so they're they're st- that's where like the, the the bad cop or the dish like <laughs> they can't fire you but they've got to move you somewhere so that between the benches is like the the bad place to go yeah she
1: had to turn in her fucking badge and gun and go to the
0: between the benches <laughs> it's like siberia but but between the benches <laughs> They're That's like, cool. No, this is this is a promotion, Leah. Like this is going to be great. You're going to be able to hear what their players are saying. In fact, in fact, our your entire job down there. I just want you to repeat what they say. Cool. No, no original thoughts from you whatsoever.
1: Yeah, please don't.
0: <laughs> please don't.
1: Just just be there so we can every once in a while during the game check in with you and say, hey, what's going on on the ice level? Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> norm mcdonald oh, did a bit shit. remember remember that we were on our way to portland it's this is the news hey uh, we're we're inside how's it going outside oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's it's no inside but it's good <laughs> but it's good it's
1: not inside but it's
0: good hey leah how's it going on down there oh it's it's no press box but it's fine but it's but
1: it's good <laughs> yeah I, I definitely feel that so yep. but yeah i mean that's what benner anyway, was saying right yeah so, i mean you know and that was the truth. It was especially prominent in. It's been prominent the whole series, but yeah, game game three. I think I think we saw a little bit of uh, just kind of what was the Achilles' heel for the Kraken all season in in their losses. Right? Is they learned the f- from it. They learned from that loss. Yeah, they sure did. They sure did because they've played. They've played really good, and and Gru
0: has played lights out both games since then. Right. So. Um, yeah, You can see it from the stats of Game 4, and we can kind of push to that. Now, yeah, that Game 3 ended, I think it was like, what, 6-4? 6-4, four? Six, six, four, yeah. 6-4. So, um, shifting to Game 4, I think Spirits were still a little, they were a little wobbly, but not, like, after that, it didn't seem like we got worked. Yeah. You know, six goals against is never a good game. I think there were some even some people saying, like, oh, Gru's back to his ways. And I wouldn't put that on grew at all i i think it's just when this is what happens when the stars of the colorado avalanche were gonna shine yeah and that's what we saw they saw that they noticed it and they adjusted and you can see that mckinnon i think the one of the most shocking stats of game four was that i think mckinnon had zero shots on goal
1: it's pretty crazy
0: like yanni Gord was just living in his colon like yeah there was no God, can we talk about Yanni Gord for a second? That guy is a man possessed. I mean
1: that that guy I mean he has a cup. Yeah. Right? He know he knows what it takes in playoff hockey. I mean, he's a great he's a great player to have on this team, especially between a very good two way forward in, in Oliver Bjorkstrand and oh this guy Ely Tolvin uh, you probably have heard of. Like that line, especially tonight. I mean, but oh, realistically, uh, all waiver wire
0: pickup. Yeah,
1: some dude. Mm, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that line. I it, we, we were kind of we were kind of talking if they were going to try to match the McKinnon line with another line from the Kraken, and that line, you know, I fuck. I there was a time in the third period tonight where they were up three one, just trying to protect that lead, and that line is just in the fucking zone. In the Colorado zone, the entire shift—it's right. like that's how you play good defense—is you literally don't let them touch the fucking puck, right? Uh, it's just—it's just that that's, that line is a perfect combination of defensive, hardworking, goal-scoring prowess. I mean, they're they they're all pretty offensively talented. You know, Gord is probably the least offensively talented on that line, and he's pretty fucking good. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I I've been really impressed. I I liked the Kraken jumping out to a two goal lead. I know they gave it right back in the second and let them tie it up,
0: but very sh- shades of game 1 and 2 where mm-hmm. but but fans weren't like there was I, I was following Twitter traffic on that game and game 4 was very much like we're up to two goals and we're like, and everybody's like it's not enough. You got to keep going. Like it's do not do not sit here for a second and think that two goals means anything because yeah. It didn't in the first two. Right. You know. Yeah, we pulled off the first one, but they came back, and in the second one they came back. Right. So you you've got to keep the foot on the pedal, and I would say uh, even though like if you look at the scoreboard of Game Four, it looks like a close game. Talk to any Avs fan. Game Four was not a close game. Mm-hmm. We we the Kraken outskated the Avalanche, damn near start to finish. The only reason they had two goals is because of. Like we mentioned before, there was there was no depth. There was no one to one. Like Colorado was getting their shit handed to them. Right. The only reason is because you had Miko Rantanen trying to drag this team kicking and screaming into overtime. Right. And and Gorgiev, give him credit. It's not his not his
1: fault they're losing. Oh God! I mean, the last game four and five, he has. I mean, it, it could. I mean, I know the shots were even tonight. But I think there was you know, if you looked at high danger chances between the two teams, Mm -hmm. it's got to be, it's got to just be astronomical between, you know, I think Kraken, you know, probably had six or seven, whereas
0: Colorado would have had, you know, two, right? Was this, was this a game with a Jamie Elysiak goal? No, that was game three. Okay, game three. All right. This was, this was a Will Borgen goal. This is the Borgen goal. Yeah. That's crazy. I, we're, we're. The depth scoring on this team, uh, we've been talking about it all year, but, man, incredible.
1: Well, they th- they threw up a graphic tonight. Uh, the Kraken have the most different goal scorers on their team in this playoffs than even, I think, the next—I think Lightning have 12, mm-hmm. and another team had 11. I didn't see who, who that was, but uh, Kraken have 13. 13
0: different goal scorers in four games. That is just— it goes oh, back man, to Jordan Eberle ridiculous. saying, like, when Jordan Eberle says shit, like, if he's if he's spouted out some sage wisdom of, like, because, you know, I mean, the oldest guys in the league that are, you know, worth a damn anymore are still, you know, 34, 35. And they're stars who have played with a lot of people. And Jordan Eberle is, I would say, I wouldn't say he's like a Sidney Crosby type, but he falls in this category. He's seen some shit. He's done, and he's accomplished a lot. Yeah. And when he says this is the deepest team he's ever been on, Man, that tells you something.
1: It does. It does say a lot. I mean, especially from the forward group. I think, you know, to put a little negativity into this, I think sure. the the defense is playing up uh, way above their belt. I don't think the defense. I mean, you know, the, the Larson Dunn duo. They've realized that all the they
0: game. have to do is shut down McKinnon and Rantanen.
1: Exactly. And what, what I'm seeing, it, like, what I've been seeing realistically is they're just doing a lot better job of boxing guys out in front, um, you know, finding a guy out in front, finding a guy in the defensive zone in general, which they just weren't doing during the regular season.
0: These, these are these are crazy concepts if we were talking about this in the, in the season. What's... What? What? What is zone coverage? Yeah. I mean, what's what's funny is uh What's net front presence? I don't know what this is. I was I was kind of
1: thinking about it like, you know, in football, right? You can you can have like all your offensive plays and defensive schemes and shit that you run in the regular season and then come playoff time, you just fucking switch that 180 degrees and it's like obviously that's just that's ridiculous to think like that, but you know, that's essentially what it is like Alexiak was basically just not covering anyone in front of his fucking net during the regular right. season. Right. And then he was like fucking trick play. In the playoffs, I'm going to pick guys up, I'm going to box them out in front and we're going to win this fucking coach, series like
0: coach, listen, <laughs> listen, guess. I got an idea. Listen, no, it's crazy, right? All right. During the season, 82 games, I'm just not a I'm just going to not cover anybody. Just lull them right? to sleep. I'm just going to I'm I'm going to hack people's shins. I'm going to puck watch. And I'm gonna basically be a liability, and then as soon as the playoffs kick in, I'll, no, they're not gonna expect
1: it. They're not gonna, they're not gonna expect it. They're gonna try to go to those fucking quiet areas that they've been scoring goals on me all year, and okay, guess I'm who's gonna, gonna fucking be there?
0: And I, I, I bet he was, uh, he was just waiting for like a mind blown thing, like like Haxtell's just gonna be like, no fucking way, Jamie, that is brilliant. You brilliant. do that. <laughs>
1: Uh, I did I did see someone kind of uh, kind of talk about it like you know the the penalty kill was like one of the last in the league coming into the actual yep. the year 2023, right the actual calendar year. Um, yep. and they spent a lot of time, I think we've even discussed it a little bit. They just spent a lot of time they basically recognized that through data analytics. I mean they put a lot of thought into their data team in Seattle. And basically said, we cannot have the shittiest PK in the league and have any sort of hope in the playoffs. And they just went out and they, they turned it around, right? They figured they figured out where their issues were, and they figured they turned it around. So I like to think, you know, those couple days that they had off between the the 82nd game and the first game of the playoffs, they just tweaked their defensive scheme to actually cover people in the fucking slot, and it's working pretty well. Somehow. But yeah, that, that is, is, uh, this this was the uh game 4 was also the McCarr hit. Yeah. Which which definitely We've been we've
0: been dancing around that all episode. I
1: know we've got some people that are really wanting our our takes on this. Yeah. So that was definitely the one
0: um would you say yeah. that that was kind of a turn like if if McCann goes down and we lose that game, that becomes a pity party, right? I think that
1: uh, I don't know. I, I actually, I really like just just at least the people that we interact with and see on on Kra- okay. on crack Twitter. Majority, I, I I think there's obviously a couple bad eggs, uh, you know, obvious ones that we've talked about before. But I think in general, the most of most of them are a little, you know, there's you're always gonna have kind of those like what the fuck, like this is you know this is bullshit. The refs, blah blah blah. You're always gonna have those people. We see it uh-huh. from every fan base. But I, I, just the the Kraken fans are a little different. I just there's a little bit more, almost logic thinking to some of these some of these things. Uh, okay. So I, I don't know yeah. if it would be necessarily as big of a, you know, uh, a pity party, crybaby situation like we saw from uh, the suspension actually getting handed down mm-hmm. uh, from that fan base. So yeah, I, I, I mean that's what I like to think, right? But uh, the past has shown us that literally every single hockey. Fan base has the, that group of people, so I'm sure we would have seen it. But yeah, I think uh, best case scenario, right? That that kind of situation happens, he's allowed to continue playing during that game, which is just ridiculous to me. But if they wouldn't have won that in OT, I think there definitely would have been, you know, at least a little bit different of a of a feel. And I think I think you know the actual team would have felt fucking like that game was stolen from him and we might have not have seen this win tonight right so i think nope. you know i think i think it definitely could have you know shoulda have, coulda have, woulda have, right but uh um,
0: instead yeah. it sets the stage for de- I, I won't argue this definitely the most important win in seattle kraken franchise history up till this point which one game four mm-hmm like it's up until this point I we, the, you know the story is not yet written completely uh, this franchise will hopefully last for many many years um l- hopefully long after you and I are dead yeah um but up until this point and it's very young two years of life I think that is the most important monumental and most important like meaningful win that we have had. it's home it's Ot it's a momentum shifter it's revenge it's redemption it's you know this one's for McCann yeah all that all these storylines coming together you know story writers love that kind of shit you could you could do the what was the thing that NBC used to do where they would follow around the team for a game or something
1: the oh, 30 for 30 uh, or something no I know what you're uh, talking about I can't think of yeah. it right now
0: can't remember what it was called In any case you could do on on that game um the Kraken So I I believe the game was was it tied at the moment when McCann gets that breakaway? Um good question.
1: I, I don't remember exactly.
0: Okay. we for for the for not knowing exactly when it happened, um the game was two two. Uh Kraken storm out to a, a strong start in the beginning, nobody is Nobody on the Kraken side of things is counting their chickens because we know that we have historically throughout this series come out to a stronger start. Um, it takes a little bit for the Colorado Avalanche to warm up their stars, yada, yada, yada. No one's worried. Rantanen comes out and just buries two to, to drag them with, you know, to tie the game up. At some point, I believe it was in the second period, Jared McCann gets a breakaway, comes in and... Gets a nice, uh, I think it was a blocker side, upper shot, one hole on Gorgiev, and Gorgiev shoulders it, and it flies up into the stands. Mm-hmm. You guys can watch, you, listeners, you guys can watch this and for yourself. But essentially, as we break it down for you, Puck flies into the stands. Jared McCann saw that the Puck went into the stands. A hot-on-his-heels McCarr did not. Or so he says. Mm. McCann peels off like anybody does on a high rate of speed on a breakaway to to loop up the boards and head back to the bench. McCarr, assuming that the puck is near, goes in for the hit on McCann. An easy hit on McCann because McCann is not. It's, you watch this replay, and let's just dig into it. McCann hits the ice after a, a hard hit where I feel like there is... It, the, the primary point of contact isn't the head, but there is head contact. Mm-hmm. McCarr, uh, McCann goes down. It's any hockey player that's done this long enough, watches this and goes, ooh, that's a conky." Yeah. That is a concussion. Uh, McCarr genuinely looks confused. Uh, The only other thing that I'll add to this before we start breaking it down is that McCarr afterward says you know, I didn't know that the puck went into the stands. I thought we were playing. I was laying a hit. And to be fair to McCarr, he doesn't have a history of this. Um, He's not, not not known as a dirty player. Um, In fact, you know, the, the comparisons to Lindstrom are there of, you know, always able to get under the guy's skin without actually being a dirty guy. So there is that. What are your initial thoughts on this? So, the puck goes into the stands watching it from a spectator's perspective. Do you think that there's any doubt that this puck is out of play immediately after the shot? Or would you, do you think you'd be confused or have lost the track of this puck?
1: Oh man, this, this one's, this one's so funny to me because I, the, the first time I watched it, I said, yeah, it's late. It's high. The, the head contact is, is accidental. I don't think he meant to actually follow through with his fucking forearm shiver, right? My I think it, it, was, it was more shoulder to shoulder, and then, you know, McCann understandably went down. McCann plays
0: a role in this by not defending himself even the least. Like, if McCann was engaged, like, if he knew the hit was coming, this probably wouldn't be anything. Right. And it would have ended in, like, a minor scrum after the play kind of thing. Right. But McCann was already looking to you know get on the bench and he's wink it to some... leave the ice yeah right he's a, he's a, he's already thinking of uh, you know dreams of water bottles and blondes in the stands right like no, he, he's... he's he's completely checked out it's obvious
1: he literally is coasting for, as soon as he gets below the goal line he's about to do a big loop through the fucking yeah. corner like everyone does right he stops skating he he literally you see him lift his body <laughs> He's just, he's not even looking at my car. He's basically just looking around like, okay, I'm going to head to the bench now. Right. And then gets absolutely fucking and... destroyed. <laughs> and I just, I just, for me, like, just, so the first time I watched it, I basically just, you know, just a quick little, a quick little run through. I was like, Ooh, it looks yeah. Bad. I was like, man, that's, that's not good. I was like, you know, it's a late hit. It's a, it's, it's pretty high. You know, I, I, you know, I probably, I probably was originally thinking just a minor for interference just because of just how quickly I watched the video, mm-hmm. uh, but the more more times I watched it and, and just hearing his comments, reading the comments of of Avs fans, um, this guy knows what he's doing.
0: Come on, Ooh, okay, okay. I
1: I I, I honestly, I,
0: dude, this is a unique take. I will, I'll, I'll even, I'll, I'll, refu- I'll I'll argue back on this. Okay, I think we have the we have the same end result on this. Right, but. Different different opinion. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so him basically saying he didn't see the puck
1: go out of play and finished his check because he's thinking that the puck is in McCann's feet. So to me, you're one of the best defensemen in the entire world. You are an offensive defenseman. You know where that puck is at all times. And if you don't know where the puck is, you know where it's not, right? You know it's not in the corner, Okay. He is literally, you, you watch him, so from the original angle that I saw, you watch him basically put his hand out to McCann. He starts to let up. McCarr starts to actually let up on the play. So he starts to he starts to lift his body, his upper body up. He takes a couple strides, can see clearly that McCann is not engaged in the puck, isn't engaged in the puck at all, like the fucking whistle has been blown, because McCann knows where the puck is, and then proceeds to fucking line him up. So I don't I actually don't believe the bullshit story Makar's PR told him to fucking say. Okay. Because, okay. because it's it's horseshit. I I haven't played hockey at a high level like Makar has, but I've played hockey. I know where the puck is. I know that this guy is disengaged. I'm gonna be looking around for the whistle. Right? That's where I'm at. That's literally what every other fucking hockey player does. McCarr has also already has also already stepped up on the play. Understands where they're going to meet and that that's going to be at the boards and that McCann has already let up. And he took a fucking cheap shot on him. He did. He he fucking laid him. He laid him into his shoulder, whether or not he knew what was going to happen. He didn't. I don't think he knew that McCann was going to get hurt from this. I don't think he was intentionally trying to hurt McCann from this. But he's laying a check, and he he knows that the, McCann is not on the puck. He knows that. It's three seconds past the shot. Makar was far enough back from the shot that he can see for one where that shot was going, right? Where that trajectory was. I just I don't buy it. I don't buy that. I think it's a total bullshit PR from his fucking agent. He needed to say this after the game. I just I just don't buy it. I just own up to the fact that you 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 took an extra shot at this guy three seconds after the shot had gone, and the puck is clearly out of the play. I would have much rather felt I would have felt a lot better if he did that because in all honesty, playing hockey, that's what it was. That's what it was. He sure. wanted an extra shot at him. He, he knew there wasn't a puck there. You you not only need to know where the puck is, but you need to you, you need to also know where the puck is clearly not. And he, okay. he just had no regard for that at all and just and
0: lined him up. And I think it's bullshit.
1: So, okay.
0: All right. There you go let's uh, i'll start off my my take on this with the patented dusty bender should he get suspended power play triple play whatever mm. the fuck we want to call it so if if for long time listeners early on we came up with three categories three three criteria for weighing a suspension first was there a penalty second was there an injury or was there intent to injure? Mm -hmm. And third, was there an injury? Sure. So was there a penalty? Yes, there was a penalty. Like it. And when I say, was there a penalty? I don't mean like, was there something called? I mean, like should a penalty have happened?
1: Right.
0: You know, like I'm not like, you know, if, if somebody, if he two hands him in the back of the shin and he goes down and there's no call, that's not what I'm saying. There was no penalty. I mean, like, was there something that merited a penalty? Yes. I 100% there, there's – I don't think there's any disagreement here. Even the Colorado fans who are making up complete horse shit on this would agree that there was a penalty.
1: I saw multiple say that it wasn't even a penalty. Good hit okay. is what okay. I heard.
0: Okay. Well, that's just fucking ridiculous. Uh, just if the If the play was shittery. going and McCann did have the puck – Sure, but if he did, the play was going, and McCann had the puck. Then this hit wouldn't have happened because McCann's not a fucking plug. He hasn't quit yet, right? He he was he's he's genuinely checked out of the play. Right. So this is a penalty for. It's number one is because they keep seeing interference. Like it's not interfere. You're not interfering with McCann's ability to get to the puck. The puck isn't in the fucking playing surface. Right. It's fucking roughing. It's fucking unsportsmanlike conduct. It's, right. Or if you could give penalties for being an idiot, there's that too. Sure. So definitely a penalty. Was there intent to injure? This is where you and I differ. I genuinely do believe that McCann lost track of the puck, didn't know where it was. See, in your version, they might want to, see, as fans might want to agree with you. They disagree quietly, but they might want to agree with you because my take is he was incompetent. Mm. He lost track of the puck and panicked. Mm-hmm. He lost track of the. You can kind of see it. Like he does that little jostle a little bit when the puck goes off of Gorgiev, and he's you know he's he's it's that quick twitch. Like I'm looking for the next move, doesn't see the puck, and just I panicked and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the guy. And he goes after McCann, who is clearly not engaged and saw the puck go out of stands. This also brings up the incredibly stupid point that Colorado fans are making. If you're a Colorado fan listening to this and you buy into this in any way, you're an idiot. Like, I'm sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> I I I still don't have anything else to say about that. The, 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 the next fireback off of you know there's levels to the ignorance of the Colorado fans on this first one there's nothing happened that's that's just an ignorant statement you're just being a homer next one is well this is on the rest because they didn't blow the whistle no that is that logic doesn't stand up because even if the puck is in play you're not allowed to hit people that don't have the puck right (laughs)
1: it's It's fucking in the rule books dipshit
0: right it's not that doesn't work i can't go just let i'm not scott stevens in 2006 where some poor guy is just you know he's puck watching he's on the other side of the fucking rink and i come and lay him out and they it's oh well i thought he was gonna have the puck <laughs> he eventually was gonna have it i swear <laughs> Eventually, sometime in this game, he was yeah, going to have
1: the puck, so I'm just and I was for making then.
0: sure he never did that. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I <laughs> injured him for the next ten games.
0: Right. So, I don't. Th- this isn't. This is a ridiculous argument. The, the fact that sure you can all even admit it was a late whistle, hundred percent. The the refs might have lost track of the puck as well. That doesn't give you an excuse to go run a guy. Unless you know he's got the puck, they're professional fucking athletes. If they just ran, went around, and took a run at every single player they thought had the puck, you you'd be getting fucking interference and roughing calls all the time. It's mm-hmm. just not how it works. I McCann, McCarr didn't go in there with the I I didn't feel it as an intent of like it's an after play hit of like oh, I'm gonna get under his skin a little bit. He went in there with a full-on fucking, I'm-in-the-middle-of-my-shift hit. Like, so I'm giving him—it's the benefit of the doubt, but I think Avsense might want to agree with you because at least in your version, he knew what he was doing. I'm saying he was fucking incompetent. Like, I'm saying he lost track of the puck, and he panicked and went after the guy that might have it. So let me
1: ask you this, though, because this guy's playing in the NHL. He's playing in the highest league— he has gone into the corners with an opposing player like this yep. hundreds of times in his fucking career, right? Yep. You know, he he knows. he His eyes are strictly on McCann the entire time from when He's playing he catches up to him at the goal line, and they're making that turn into the corner. He knows that McCann has let up. He, he knows that. You can tell that based on sure. his posture and his body if, language. If you're giving him that benefit. Yes, so that's what I'm saying is it, okay. even me as a fucking beer league player right. I know what that looks like. Right? Yeah. I know what a guy who I mean, not not even if McCann didn't know where the puck is, his posture and his demeanor He did though. Like he knew it was out. 100%. He knew it was out. I mean, yes, he, he everything did. about his body language suggests that McCann knew the puck was in the stance. 100%. I'm not saying McCann didn't. McCann knew exactly where that puck was. And that's why he was in the stance that he was. But what I'm saying is from McCarr's perspective, he's watched this guy skate from the goal line to the corner where he fucking destroyed him. Standing up completely upright, 90 degree angle from the ice, not expecting a check. And McCarr's eyes the entire time are focused on McCann. And knowing that posture. Yeah. You are a professional hockey player, dude. He knows that McCann is not not ready for a check. He knows that McCann is not accepting. And let's be completely honest: McCarr needs to know that there's no puck in that corner. Okay, it's just it's that's too, 100%.
0: There's, it. Yeah, There's too it, many boxes for me to even if we even if we take McCarr on face value, if we completely believe that he says that he thought he had the puck, that's on. That doesn't like okay, like uh, uh explanation accepted. You still fucked up. Sure. Sure. <laughs> like that's that doesn't excuse what you did. You just conked the guy right. because you fucked up. I'm I'm at least trying to say, like, oh, you know, he didn't mean to do it. And mine's based off of like Makar isn't known as a dirty player. He right. doesn't he doesn't normally do this kind of shit. So I'm I'm trying to, it's not even necessarily the benefit of the doubt. I'm just going off of like his past history right. and, and and off of the play because as we saw with the late whistle, which, again, playing into against the Avs, it, it it seems as though the refs even lost track of the puck. Sure. So I, I'm giving McCarr the benefit of the—well, again, maybe they want to go with yours because in your scenario, at least, he's a trained professional that would never lose track of the puck. Sure. In my explanation, he fucked up. Like, he he panicked. He lost track of the puck. And did the only thing he knew how to do, which was take the body.
1: Yeah. So on my side of things, I'm not saying that he his intent was to right. finish the check and McCann fall. Like, that's way too much thinking, right? Him actually trying to give McCann a concussion. I don't think that's what it was. I think he was trying to just shoulder shoulder, which so is how,
0: how the hit Second starts. factor. Second factor. Right. Was their intent to injure? I don't and think I, so. I don't think so either. Right. No, no. I think we also said like uh, this is going way back into my memory banks, but like I, like it was intent injure, malicious intent. Right, right. I don't think that there was malicious intent here. Like there, yeah. there even is head contact here, on the secondary, on like on the follow through. Right. The the principal check is it's just a hard shoulder to shoulder check, but the follow through is where like his glove kind of you know the forearm shiver kind of gets his head into the boards, um, the and against an unsuspecting player who's not bracing for a hit at all. Right. It doesn't matter how clean the hit is. It's dirty. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 giving him the pass on intent. Now, is there an injury? Absolutely. Yeah, like 100%. we mentioned it. McCann's head like you looked at him. He had the hundred yard stare. He looked shook up. The guy's got a fucking conky. Oh. Hundred yeah. percent like I don't I'm I'm sitting any hockey player who's ever played in any sort of competitive level, looks at that video. Ninety nine percent of the time, any player goes, "Ooh, he, that's a conky." Like, he's seeing stars. He's going to the quiet room right now. Yeah, dark room, ice pack on his eyes. Right. Yeah. Like, do not go to sleep. <laughs> right. Exactly. He's he's staying up for the next twenty four hours mm-hmm. and being observed. So, there. So we've got two out of three here. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm there so going back to the avs you know fans explanations of, oh, well okay you know first off there's that there's the tier base level of you're an idiot it's absolutely a penalty fuck you
1: yeah
0: next level is well you know McCarr's just playing to the whistle you got to play to the whistle that's hockey and it's like i so that statement on its own is accurate sure but in the but if you put it into the context of actual play Playing to the whistle does not give you an excuse to hit a player without the puck. Three seconds after he's had the puck. Right. Yeah. That, it, it, that, that's like Scott's, again, going back to Scott's, I don't know why I keep picking on Scott Stevens. He's a good guy. But Scott Stevens, you know, that's like the equivalent of him just laying somebody out at center at, you know, mid-ice collision and going, well, the whistle wasn't blown. <laughs> <If> I... <laughs> the whistle is not blown the entire play. Right. Yeah. It's it, The play's still alive. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's good. Can, that, you imagine, like, can you imagine, like, Cronwall c- coming up and Cronwalling somebody on the sideboards, but with, like, literally no puck?
1: Yeah, that's what we're basically looking at here. That's
0: basically what we're talking about. Yeah, except
1: everyone in the rink besides apparently Kale McCarr knew right. that this puck was out of play. Fair. Well, and the refs. <laughs> and, and the refs. And well, the refs, which apparently is refs. just bad reffing in general, which is sure. seen and we'll by... Sure, we'll get into that. Yeah, which is we'll, just we'll seen by that. their fucking review anyways. But yeah, so so I I was seeing a lot of victim shaming to McCann, which I think is, is bullshit because
0: this is, this is
1: total horse shit. You need to he's play hurt. to the whistle. There's
0: no, there's no playing this off. Like if, if he was pulling a situation where like we're milking it with like, what was it, Killorn or something mm-hmm. in Tampa where like, oh, he's hurt. And then he magically is fine for the next game. Um, like this that then he would have been playing tonight. Right. But he's not. He's hurt. Like and, and anybody like he's not faking it. Like the guy is injured. Um I think So the the one thing that I'm going to so let's get into the decision. So the next day comes out. It's announced very early and the and the turnaround time was actually pretty quick. Went from the announcement to the actual like suspension. Mm-hmm. That Carol McCarr was going to get a hearing for Department of Player Safety. Oh, we we skipped one part that Av fans and I actually want you to kind of talk about this initially ruled a major mm-hmm. re-ruled to a minor. And I believe the actual official call was interference. Yes. Which is again, it's wrong. The th- That's the wrong designation for what occurred. Um, Do you think it's, do, do you think it's Uh, so first off, do you think it was a minor? And second off, Do you think this has anything to do with uh, not a major gate? You know, when, when went down and the Sharks came back that one year against the Knights and now refs are paranoid of, you know, directly influencing a game with a major penalty.
1: I don't know if that necessarily plays a role into it.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, I don't know if that, you know, that, that had anything to do with the decision. I think it's, I think it's tough. I think it's a tough one. I, I do, and I'll, I'll give the refs a little bit of credit because I do think it's a tough. I think I think of everything that we've discussed and we were seeing on Twitter and discussing through Twitter and things like that. I think, but the, the two to five is actually a harder decision than yeah. saying no suspension versus yes suspension, right? right. And, and and the reason being, like he, you know, it, it's head contact, but it's shoulder first. It's uh-huh. it's late but you know in reality it's like we already agreed it's not a malicious
0: if, check. if this hit occurred during play and McCann was actively engaged in like defending himself we wouldn't even be talking about it. we
1: would not even be talking about it because it's an unfortunate, you know, shoulder to shoulder McCann in that in that Th- scenario they would bounced. they would have
0: bounced off each other in the boards and had a sure. little board board battle and you know either mccarr would have regained control and kicked it out to somebody or McCann would have gotten it off to uh, you know Everlay or somebody it it would have been a play you know right but so, instead that's not what happened right
1: so yeah they basically they called it a major to begin with and mostly they called it a major because McCann got hurt i mean and it it looks really bad so sure. like when you watch the video there is shoulder to shoulder contact but that forearm shiver comes right through his fucking head and oh, yeah. just smacks it in the glass. Ooh, and so it, yeah. it looks really bad. Right. And so, you know, I, I understand why they went with major. I would have, I would have probably leaned toward major. And and the reason being, yes, that's unfortunate that the shoulders slipped off of each other and McCann essentially, you know, isn't expecting contact. So he obviously starts going down towards the ice and that's when the forearm comes through. Right. I, I would have kept it a major, and, and it's and it's for that reason, right? Just watching McCarr, I, I do think, you know, not necessarily intent to injure, but he put himself into that position to even have the option of his forearm absolutely smacking McCann in the fucking face. And so if he would have just, if he could have skated up the boards with McCann, and they could have skated to the bench together into oblivion and just, you know, had a cup of tea in the morning right but instead he chose to make that fucking hit and it ended up being a forearm shiver to McCann's head that knocked him out of the game and gave him a concussion right so i, I personally would have kept it with a major and that's not just a homer view I, I i but i also do see the 2 minutes right i mean so technically it's shoulder to shoulder to begin with if McCann if the play was still going on there is a puck live in the vicinity right McCann actually is is bracing for a hit you know, this is just a shoulder-to-shoulder hit, and you know, it's it's just considered roughing or, or, or interference. I think you know, I think you could probably still do both of those in that in that scenario. But you know, so I think I think in that regard, because that that forearm does come through, and there's, in my opinion, there is technically intent to rub him out. I mean, he he sure. threw a fucking check at him. Right, He's throwing a hard hit. I, I'm yeah. not I'm not taking away from that. Yeah. So I think I think I, because of those you know because of those things because there was that actual head contact super late it's considered a high hit. I think a 5 in a game. I if they would have just kept that I wouldn't have been surprised. Okay. Um so but at the same time dropping it down to a minor it just allows their superstar in the league to continue to play and maybe you're right maybe a little bit in the back of their minds is well it's Kind of on the fence, so let's lean towards the easier side. So Well I he's like Kelvin Carr. Uh, yeah, so a guy like K- Kel McCarr, McCarr can still play you know? the game. If if Turbo lays this hit, he's he's, oh, he's done, done, you know. Yeah, Ale- Alexiac just fucking dominates McKinnon <laughs> like <laughs> here's the thing though. And I think I think this is this is what bugs me, and 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 I'm hoping it's a small group of Colorado fans because it's so ignorant to say there's not even a penalty. So ignorant to have victim shaming to say McCann should have been ready for a hit. McCann, the only reason he got a concussion was because he hit his head on the ice. There was no fucking. You ready contact. for a hit? No, you shouldn't be ready for a hit when you know that the puck is out of play. Exactly, hundred percent. So that's if it was, ridiculous. If it was swapped, you know, completely swapped. If it was Vince Dunn hitting. Ranting, right? That is yeah. that is a pretty good comparison, right? Their top sure. goal scorer, our top defenseman. There, they'd be calling for fucking heads. They'd be oh, saying yeah. this needs to be a six-seven gamer. Yep, and it's just like we can't have that kind of inconsistency from a fan. Oh, base. and Vince Dunn would get it. Oh, yeah, Vince Dunn yeah, would be out not.
0: for this series and part of the next one. Right, because he's he's only
1: you know he's in the mind of the NHL. He's only had one good year. He's just a you know. He's in the mind of the
0: NHL, the Kraken have no stars whatsoever.
1: Right. So yeah, uh, that's kind of my take on the the two to, two to five. I, I was kind of on the fence with it. I I see why they dropped it down to two. I would have done five in a game, and it's just because of the head contact, whether it sure. was intent or not. You know, uh, it's just okay. Um, you fucking smoked him into the boards, dude.
0: Sure, sure. I'm I'm gonna lean in the I'm gonna take the very rare stance of. DPS got this one right. Mm. Um I know that cuz cuz that's going to that upsets both some Avs fans and some Kraken fans. <laughs> no, some Kraken fans happy. are Right. Kraken fans are calling for blood. They want they want McCar you know there are some calling for he's out as long as McCann's out. Um which could arguably be the entire playoffs sure. if he's got a fucking conky. Um you've got a situation where You've got a star player that is, especially in this series, monumental to their success. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think one game is, while it is favoritism, you know, obviously if it was somebody else they'd be getting more, uh, it makes sense based on the logic of, in the playoffs, one, sus- one game suspension is basically two season games, mm-hmm. so you throw that into consideration, and... I, I think that DPS's explanation. I read the official thing, and it th- they they explained it very well for for the first time in quite a while. Their their explanation of this this hit should have never even occurred mm-hmm. is was like their foundation for the one game suspension. Like let's let's even say that this hit you know, didn't necessarily result in an injury. This hit never should have occurred. The puck went out of play. Mm-hmm. There is zero reason that Kale McCarr should be laying this hit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Plain and simple. This, ha- this hit should not have happened. This yeah. is not like a, this is not a hockey play where McCann threw the puck up the boards, you know, and then one to two seconds later, McCarr comes in to finish his hit. No, 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 no. Puck has been out for a good two to three seconds. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. From release to curl into the boards, Puck has not been in Jared McCann's possession for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows it. Most people know it. So the fact that this hit even occurs is what, you know, their foundation is. Yeah. And I I think that's smart. I think that is a very smart way to go about it. Um, Now once the suspension comes out and this is where I will throw the bone to the Avs fans and it's not even necessarily ads fans. It's all of the NHL. They go, well, where's the fucking consistency? You know, like if, and, and any team that, you know, is the victim of this on the DPS, they will regurgitate a video or something of a missed call from this series or any other series to, to do it. We've done it. We've done it. Yeah. You know, it's, you sit there and you go, well, well, if this is a, suspension then why isn't this and you throw up any replay that you can find from the from a game that happened this year in the playoffs and to my answer to that is I, i'm not disagreeing with you no like it, the the only consistent thing with the dps in the playoffs is that they're inconsistent right and which which transitions to my argument and then we can kind of move on to to the next game tonight transitions to my next argument of people they get angry with the old school way of refing in the playoffs where it's all about game management. Mm-hmm. They get angry that like, no, call the game. How it is. You call the penalty. If players don't want to do the penalties then they shouldn't do the penalties. And I hate game management where, you know, everybody just gets two power plays a period or, you know, some horse shit. I'm going to go. I, I don't necessarily like that on its surface I think my point, though, is I don't think there's a better system. Right. Because the alternative is you call playoff games like you would call season games. And everybody's going to learn very quickly that you don't want that. Because, yeah, it'll initially be exciting because there'll be a lot more power plays. And then players will immediately realize, oh, the refs are calling this close. I can't do shit. I can't do anything. So then you're going to get boring season hockey. Yeah. And viewers don't want that. Casual fans don't want that. Nobody wants that. You want exciting play. Like, it's something that we all look forward to as hockey players. Playoff hockey where the intensity goes up, where fucking everybody is finishing their checks. Everybody is skating that extra stride. You are going all 30 seconds that you're on the ice. You give a shit. You know, 82 game season is a long time. It's hard to keep your motivation up all those games playoffs is when you get to turn it on yeah you call every penalty as like just by the book straight stringent in the playoffs you're just not going to get that excitement yeah so you don't want that so what's the alternative the other the other end of the the other end of the spectrum where you just let everything go where you don't influence the game at all and you just let them play that's i mean if i had to choose between the two i'd pick that one because that's how hockey used to be where it'd self-regulate. Because if that happens, you know, in the old days, in the old days, McCann would get his ass knocked right there. So that play would happen. And then literally the next shift, Jamie Elisiac is knocking Kale McCarr's teeth out. Right. But we don't do that anymore because we have to protect our stars and we want more goals in the NHL. And it's kind of hard for Kale McCarr to score goals from the blue line if his teeth are knocked out.
1: Sure. So, I mean, you. But, can, I mean, you don't need your teeth to score goals, except in uh, Sebastian Ajo and, and Zach fair. Hyman's case. But, but,
0: but, but, that, but that's my point. It's like it's it's we've we've you know we've civilized the game a bit so we can get more goals and and give our scorers more room to do what they do best. Because in the old days, if that kind of shit happened, like I said, right now. McCar would be McCar would have gotten his fucking ass kicked. There would have been immediate—the next—I I can see it. Like, it's a late 90s, early 2000s game. It's it's literally the next face-off that Makar's out on the ice, and whoever's out there just drops their gloves. They don't even care about the face-off. Puck hits the ice, and the gloves are off. Sure. And you're going after McCar. Because that's how the game regulates. But the NHL doesn't want that anymore. Yeah. So— so what's the alternative? You can't you can't call everything. You can't call nothing. You can't go back to the old way that we used to do it. So what I'm saying is, is I guess my point to wrap all this up is, I don't think there's a better alternative other than game management, where you just make sure that the penalties are roughly fair, unless there's something egregious like a high stick or you know a stupid delay a game penalty where there's no black and there's no gray. It's just black and white. Right. That's all you do. That's all you can do. So and in this case. I don't know, with all those things considered, with an unwinnable situation, I think DPS got it right. I'm not going to sit here and argue all of your fucking replays that you send me, saying why didn't, you know, why didn't Borgen go to the box when he cross-checked Makar in the head and broke his stick. I don't fucking know, okay? I don't know. He probably should have. But that's the way it went. And looking at the number of power plays in this series, uh, it's not as... I, I do believe there is a small uh, margin for the Kraken, but it's not extreme.
1: No, it's not Oilers and Kings through four games, kind of an extreme. No, yeah, I and I agree. I think I think I, I think we both kind of said one to two games is what he should get. He's probably yep. going to get a fine because the, you know uh, player safety doesn't know actually what the fuck they're doing. They they don't have no. any sort of analytics that goes on to say Bunting got this for three games and Dumba got a fine for Yo, this. Makes... They, don't, they don't even take that into consideration. They, they have no. no fucking idea what they're doing. So.
0: They, they, it's, it, it's truly spin the wheel. Spin the wheel and we'll, we'll get. there. There is no consistency. And I'm not going to argue that. No, because I, I've not. been a hockey fan for 26 years of my life. I, I'm fully aware that the DPS has absolutely no idea what they are doing when it comes to setting precedent and sticking by it because literally it's on a case-by-case basis it seems like when they when they weigh suspensions they do not look at any sort of context whatsoever so
1: but so but as a fan base why why are we still crying about this shit when we all know at some point in time we've all been fucked out of a penalty or fucked into a one-game suspension that we didn't think was supposed to be a suspension do we just need something to bitch about or do we generally think like literally I, we're starting, we were starting to see avalanche fans come out of the woodworks and say, the NHL has been trying to fuck us over for 20 years. Like what the fuck kind of the fucking Cup drugs year. What kind of drugs are you on, dude? I just like get out of here.
0: And, and the NHL is not picking on your team. Oh, so I, I just don't, I, I, it's, it's hilarious. Like I sit here and I go, like the refs have no invest unless they got money on the games, uh, they have no invested interest. They're just they're humans. Yeah. And they every we're, we're like I just explained, we're going into NHL playoffs now where they're in an unwinnable scenario. Yeah. They're 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 in fact they're encouraged not to do their job. <laughs> you don't and people would complain. If they did, if they called every single cross check, every single slash, every single rough, every single interference, uh, there would be no five on five. Right. At least for the first two periods, and then both teams would figure it out. And then now we're just playing grinder hockey, sure. where you know it it looks more like reminiscent of a season game, and there's no intensity. Right. So I I don't know I it's I don't think there's a I, for them in an unwinnable scenario, I think they did just fine and abs fans can suck it because they're down three, two in a series after tonight's loss. They sure can suck yeah. eggs. Bruce. So let's, let's wrap up with a crack and talk with game five, game five, going back to Colorado. Um, I think that, you know, listening to abs podcasts and, Arguing with Avs fans on there and listening to Kraken, uh, Kraken it the the mood going into Game Five was the vibes were good. Mm-hmm. I think I think everybody was very positive and felt good going into Game Five that the Kraken had the momentum shifting in their favor, and the writing was on the wall that oh this Colorado team is really only four guys, yeah, really only four four to five guys. Yeah. And especially with McCar out tonight, it was prevalent. Uh it last I looked, we, we I think we talked before, uh, before the mics went hot. Uh McKinnon skating twenty seven minutes tonight. Yep. That's quite a bit.
1: It sure is. That makes me tired just fucking thinking about it.
0: Fuck, ain't that the truth? Uh McKinnon skates that much, Ranton I think had similar numbers. Goals from tonight were, I believe, what? McKinnon or Ranton? McKinnon and uh, your boy Erod. That's right, right. The ugly, ugly motherfucker. And he didn't really do much on that. He was just standing there. Well, I mean, that puck was going seven
1: feet wide, and it hit Alexiak in the fucking jersey right. and went in. Right, <laughs> right.
0: So nothing, nothing, nothing that involves skill or anything really that came from the Avalanche. A um, little scary there at the at the tail end, but I don't know. I watched this game from front to back. I, I I don't want to sound cocky. I'm not. We're still technically the underdogs. We're going back to game six. Very much plausible that we, you know, go back to Colorado for a game seven. But I I like our odds. We, we look like – we mentioned it, I think, maybe in the second or third period I texted you. Like, Colorado looks like they're panicking. Mm-hmm they look like they're playing like they're playing from behind
1: colorado looked like mckinnon and Rantanen had decent games but they both looked like they felt like they needed to coast to coast because McCarr was out and they needed to just try to take over this game individually right and i think it just weirdly got this feeling from the rest of the forward group especially the defenses if anytime Jack Johnson, Eric Johnson, and Manson are on the ice, the Kraken should be looking to go get a fucking goal. Because right. they look; those three look like shit. But, um, yeah, I think, so, you know, th- those two, those two forwards basically trying to make up for, you know, recognizing that they really only have a couple stars on this, you know, three, four guys on this team that are technically stars, right? And one of them's out, so they tried to step up for it. And the rest of the team looked like they were watching them try to fucking do it you know Uh instead of using hi i'm i'm fucking uh you know i know confer had an okay game but i mean you know those are the guys that the the colorado avalanche if they're going to have any success especially against a deep forward group you know with the kraken those kind of guys got to have big games and step up into a role and, and play you know play their hearts out and they looked like they were just kind of watching McKinnon and fucking rant and try to do try to fill the void of Makar, right and mm-hmm. yeah I mean the crack and realistically I mean there was probably five minutes total in this game that that the that the Colorado Avalanche looked like the better team and that's in a essentially a do or die game at home. Right? I mean, you know, this is, you're basically now giving the opportunity to the Kraken to go home to a barn that's just fucking noisy, that they've now won a playoff game at, which, you know, obviously if they had, they had lost, dropped two at home, might be a different story, right? But they won one of those games and they could easily yep. go close your ass out in game six. And the, the Avalanche just didn't play it tonight. And, I, and I'm not going to say, you know, we always say that it, 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 this was a big thing through Kraken Twitter as well, right? We're giving all of the credit to Colorado being bad instead of the Kraken playing really good. Jesus,
0: right? I know it really is the truth. It's I mean, so frustrating. You listen, you listen to the broadcast. And that's all it is, and we're not going to sit here and talk about how this is like arguably the deepest team in the playoffs. Like it's, and when I say that, I mean that. I don't mean it in like the brag of like this team could win the cup. I, I still don't. You know the star power of we we've seen it before star power can definitely overwhelm depth 100% mm-hmm. like if you've got enough skill on a team it can overwhelm depth right. 100% we're we're seeing it with edmonton right now where i would argue that la is a little deeper but the star power from edmonton is just it's just too much right um they they can pull out victory from the jaws of defeat kind of thing right. um in this series it's just it's just not enough we have we've figured out that if we can just shut down two or three key guys we've got this right team game and the pro and the problem is is i i don't think colorado has an answer like the the answer is to get depth scoring right or get better matchups and you're going back to seattle for game six where we decide the matchups right so i i'm 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 sweating it if i'm if i'm a colorado fan i'm definitely sweating it now uh i think i've been i mean obviously our prediction of abs and six is wrong now so one last thing that we want to talk uh, before we move on from game four uh this the the rook from coachella
1: yeah say this wait pronounce his last name they did it they did it well on the
0: broadcast we retweeted it because i was screwing it up because mm. you know if you read his name it doesn't sound like it at all car chia yeah Cartier, not Carti Carti. It's Carti Cartier. Yeah. So I I was saying Cart
1: Cart. No, yeah. No. No. Yeah,
0: cartier. Like no Cartier. Cartier. So it's Cartier. And Cartier first is it not only his first playoff game, but his first NHL game, right? Yeah, Hundred percent. First NHL game. The, like the storylines behind this kid are incredible he's already ahl rookie of the year yeah brought up to fill the line not only fill the spot that mccann left but felt fill, filled his literal spot on the first line i love this he's, move oh my god love it, this move brilliant brilliant so many there'd be so many old school bab babcock would have fucking put his ass on the bench oh yeah there are so many other coaches out there, old school ones, that have been like, "He's not fucking ready. I'm just gonna bring him up because I have to have 20 guys on the roster," you know, that kind of bullshit. And then we would have, we would have, you know, we would have just bounced up somebody from the second line. No, he's in the fucking first line. He was even getting second power play time. Yep, great move. That tell tell me about a way to boost a kid's confidence. Holy shit!
1: But this this is, this, I mean you look at some of these kids that have come up. So a a big example that will always be for me. I know you don't really like him as anymore. Um, Boston Bruins with Tyler Sagan. Back when he used to play for the Bruins before he got traded over to Dallas, they brought him up in the playoffs. Very similar situation to this. And they unleashed him. They didn't fucking hold him down there on the fourth line. They unleashed him. They plugged him into a role where he can thrive. This kid, Cartier has been playing... Damn good hockey down in the AHL. He is known as kind of a bigger body with a good shot, right? A, a Jared McCann type, if you will, right? Sure. So, so like it's just it's it's perfect plug and play. And like this kid, th- this kid could easily make the roster next year. So you're not only you know doing good things this year for this team, but you're doing you know him favors and the Kraken favors for the next you know however many years if he can if he can have some success, right? It's just. Great move. I know I've been I've been ragging on Hackstall a little bit this year. Um, he's been he's he's definitely, you know, 2023 has definitely been a better year coaching wise, I think for him, right? Identifying the penalty kill being an issue and working towards that. Uh, do give him a little bit more credit for that. But this this is a great move. I think this is this is exactly what you want to see in these situations. Your other lines are fucking rolling, right? You yep. just came off a 3-2 win where your, your, yep. your lines were really... Not, no, There's not no li-
0: weak line on this team.
1: Right, and and not only playing good offensively, which you want from your forward group, they're also clicking defensively. I think that's the key for me. So plug this kid into the hole that was made from an unfortunate injury to that yep. player. Plug him in there. Yep. They adjusted that top power play a little bit. I think they moved Tolvanen up to the top power play. I think it's what the, yep. what the switch was. Uh, it's just a great move, and... God, yeah, he fucking he, he he looked great tonight. He had another one where he basically beat the defender to a puck at the goal line, and just did a quick little back behind, you know, little backhand pass to I think it was Beneers in front, almost a fucking goal. It was just not yeah. only with his goal, but just little plays like that. The the kid fit in really well, and and having Maddie's calming presence with with Ebbs on that top line was perfect. I think it's just just it just lights out.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It would it he he looked right at home yeah uh i, I obviously flying high you know obviously Yeah, great year in the
1: NHL, right i mean playing against old
0: dude older dudes Yeah, he had about 50 points in 70 games or something yeah i think uh, i was looking at his stats before he had about about, about 50 points a little over 50 points in a little over
1: 70 games let's let's look right now the only reason i, I think it was 57 and something
0: I was just it, giving generals because I can't remember the exact. Yeah, fifty-seven numbers. and but,
1: seventy-two, which for a rookie, that's pretty damn good.
0: So uh, it's the 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 storylines here. You've got Matty Beneers, who is the basically the unquestioned Calder winner this year, playing with the AHL rookie of the year mm-hmm. on the same line with Jordan Eberle, who what didn't he win a Calder?
1: That's a great trivia
0: question. That would be a great trivia question for somebody who actually knew that.
1: Those years in Edmonton Edmonton just mashed together. Like they had Nail Yakupov. Remember that fucking kid? Oh, God, I do. They also had uh, – that was when Nugent Hopkins came in. He was supposed to be like the fucking game changer. And they had Dallas Eakins, the Ducks coach, who just got fired (laughs) for their fucking coach. Right. So he just shit the pool.
0: Yep. Yeah, let's not – we forget that he was even with the Oilers.
1: Right yeah
0: okay right. in, any, in any case I, I i knew that he was you know he was he was a highly touted prospect when he was yeah young, i mean he, for sure. he played
1: really good i mean he world junior was a fucking stud at world juniors for for canada so yeah ebbs is as ebbs, ebbs was doing it there for a little bit had a couple off years i think once Tavares left he kind of you know yeah i, I think that kind of yep. affected him Filled a to earth a
0: little bit yeah no calder but he's he's still he oh, had, a, had a great year, he, this good year. still a great player uh, so that that top line he goes out there and score, and it, so to add all to all this apparently his parents find out about this they find out very quickly that he's getting called up and playing mm-hmm. they drive from wherever to Toronto and catch the first flight to Denver to make this game his parents are in the fucking house when he scores that's yeah, so sick Oh, uh, i you can't write this shit no, it's- just if you wrote it everybody like that's too fucking bullshit. tacky and cheesy yeah it's bullshit so good for him i i've seen some pictures that this dude is you, you know, there are guys that are like jacked versus cut this guy's cut yeah i mean like this i i he's wearing one of those tight clingy under armor shirts this guy is defined like just muscle like he looks like one of those guys that wins uh arm wrestling competitions yeah yeah He's uh, there, there. The the Kraken posted like the official Kraken page posted a few pictures of him just like in a long sleeve Under Armour shirt, but it's it's not like how any how everybody else looks in a long Under Armour shirt where you just look like a a stick man mm. because it's tight and clingy. Like it, he's everything's fucking defined, <laughs> and it's like Jesus fucking Christ, woo!
1: Yeah, I, this kid, they 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 got they got something working up there. I I think yeah, I think uh, a very good chance, especially if he keeps. I mean McCann's out. Let's be honest; he's out for
0: at best. He's not coming back this series.
1: Definitely not back this series. But I think at best he comes back late in the second round if the Kraken can get there. So
0: at best,
1: yeah. So I mean this this kid, you know, he's got an opportunity here. So he can he can honestly he can solidify his spot next year. But he can honestly make some noise this year too. So yeah, yeah, really, really good. Move all around. It's fun, just it's fun to watch, man. I I honestly I really like. He was I know he's playing on the first line. It's super noticeable. I mean, he just he meshed yep. with those two guys real fucking quick, and I think yep. it's because he's been having a good year in you know the AHL is no league to to scoff at. I mean, it's you know he's playing in a very similar mix of old men fighters, big hitters, right, and young kids, and so yeah, fuck. I mean, it it prepared him well because he did look really good tonight.
0: Well, and it could be a, and it could be a game where, you know, the the Avs might have been trying to do some line matchups because up until this point, you know, especially in the, you know, we're sitting here not to jump to one of the other series, but like we're we're getting into the deep analytics of like, you know, uh, Vasilevsky having a bad series against Toronto right now because the stats show that, you know, screened point shots. Sure from three feet outside of the top of the circles have a 32% higher chance to go in on Vasil. You know, some crazy statistics that nobody else would know. Uh, we're finally, like, digging into that kind of stuff. So in this world of analytics-driven play that we have tonight, it's very possible. I I would definitely need a um, shout-out to what is the Emerald City Hockey. Mm-hmm. They're really good with the stats. Yeah and digging into that kind of stuff, or at least at least not them, maybe not themselves, but they're posting it anyway, whereas nobody else is. Uh, up until this point, the Yanni Gord line has been all over the McKinnon line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, up until this point, it seems like they're being more forced and forced to put Rantan and McKinnon on the same line. They can't spread it out. They need the talent on the same line to stay in the games. Right. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I would need more stats, but I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to get you know, they tried to get the McKinnon line away from the Yanni Gord line tonight. Yeah. And if that happened, I, I wonder who they tried to match him up with. Because if it was the first line, fuck, the kid played even, it, it's even better. Right. In fact, it was, because that was the play where McKinnon cried like a little girl, because he didn't go to call. Yeah. Yeah, that was the cartoon hey. goal. Avs fans, it's, it's, hey, Avs fans, it's all about, Players got to play to the whistle, huh? <laughs>
1: That's
0: all about, such a fucking
1: baby move.
0: Oh god! Like it's look. If you're in a beer league game and you and uh, something blatant, you you talked about this before. If something happens to you in a beer league game or something, sure, you know you're you're gonna have somebody throw a fit. You're a professional fucking hockey player, and you've been taught from a very young age in any sort of competitive area. You, yeah, you're gonna lose if you lose your shit, even. You do it while you're still getting back into the play. Right. So tonight, what was it? Will Borgan goes down and inadvertently trips McKinnon.
1: Yeah. So they're kind of. So McKinnon did a quick little Gretzky curl along the boards, and fucking juke Borgan right out of his goddamn pants. But so Borgan is literally on the ice, facing the opposite direction from his own goal. So he's facing towards the Colorado goal, and his skate. And McKinnon's skate get tied up, and McKinnon McKinnon from his from his turn, honestly was a little you know looked a little off balance to begin with, right, and so it was just their skates just got tied up together,
0: right? Yeah, you know. it was, there was no intent on no. there. He didn't mean to trip him, no. but but in the season you call that because tripping is one of those penalties that's black and white at least in the season. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, I
1: mean, and yeah, short he had a nice, a nice one on that. It just, Schwartz took it into the, uh, into the zone and just didn't stop. He just fucking wrapped all the way around to the other side and uh, McKinnon's guy that he was supposed to be covering was wide open in the slot and buried it. So yeah, even in a beer league chance, there's only two options that I would have in that situation huh. if I'm McKinnon. I'd go right up to the ref and just kind of bullshit with him because it's fucking beer league. Because I don't give a shit.
0: Right, you don't care about. You're not. You're. Let's be honest. You're not backtracking. I'm not anyway. back. Yeah,
1: I'm fucking winded. <laughs> I'm winded from just trying to get back onto my skates from falling down on the ice.
0: So,
1: so I'm just. I'm just gliding over to the ref to kind of bullshit. Did you with
0: him. see that? Fucking hey, motherfucker!
1: Bullshit. I told you I was gonna buy you a fucking beer after the game, but not now. <laughs>
0: calling your wife after this that's one.
1: right she's gonna fucking know <laughs> she ain't gonna sleep with you again for the next month <laughs> she's gonna know you fucking missed that call
0: holy shit yeah that's uh so i can see that It, it you can watch wa- wa- i mean watch the replay because it basically wraps in with with uh oh fuck how do we say his name cartier. again cartier it wraps in with his goal because literally, it, I mean, McKinnon's blown coverage right there from him throwing a hissy fit yep. essentially leads to the turnover and and the goal. So. Yeah, I mean, he uh, goes it, and
1: does what you're not su- – the, like the last thing you're supposed to do. So he slams his fucking stick against the glass and then changes. So someone has to jump over the boards and take another extra fucking second or two to try to get back into the D de- It's just – it's such
0: a – and plus, he's supposed moves, to be—he's yeah. like with without Landeskog there, he's the de facto captain Pretty of this much, team. Yeah. You can't do that. No, it's terrible. Like that just shows that you like when you are the de facto captain of this team, you got to keep a cool head because if you're—and that's probably why McKinnon will never be the captain as long as Landeskog is on this team—is right. that he's not. It's not a secret. He's known for being a hothead. Yeah, your energy like, just overflows, bro. Right, the, the uh, you know, the pe- the fans of McKinnon and Avs fans in general, they, they use it as a positive, like the guy cares about winning and he's a competitor and blah, 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 and that's great in certain circumstances. When you're fighting adversity and he gets frustrated and starts slamming a stick against the boards like he's a toddler... That doesn't help. That doesn't fire up your team. It just shows that your best player is frustrated. And if he can't handle the pressure, how the fuck am I going to handle it?
1: Well, I mean, you you know that reverberates down the entire bench. I don't I don't yep. you know, like that mood because he got back to the bench and was bitching like a little whiny baby probably, right? And that's just that just is throughout the bench. Yep. Right? So the next the next, you know, cycle of shifts, all those guys that were on the bench while he was bitching and moaning that's their yep. attitude right let's, it's just, let's
0: be fair should it have been a trip sure probably I, probably it wasn't it wasn't intentional but that was, it's a trip so i Te- always think of, i always think sure. of it like
1: this chance and i think yeah. i think this is a, probably a good way it technically did result in a change of possession right change of possession that's on a good way to measure it. is a huge that's thing a good way to measure me. it right that's so measure it so i agree i think it probably should have been a call I'm not gonna say it's not it's much easier for me to say that it should have been a call when the Kraken ended up winning the game. But they get but they get a but they got a makeup call anyway. They did, because the Tolvenin one is an absolute softie. That's a fucking softy. The amount of times the amount of times that a stick accidentally hits someone in the shins that's harder than that fucking slash that they called. Right per game is is astronomical. Happens like once a shift. Right. So they, they that's their makeup call. And that's what you're talking about where they try to even them up. That's the makeup call all the way. Don't bitch about the trip. I understand it resulted in a goal and that sucks ass. But score on the power play that they just gave you because Tolvenin tapped your shin guard.
0: Yeah. They 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 got the power play and and to to give some abs fans credit who are, you know, reading the reading the room and figuring it out. Like there are some that are blaming the refs. But others are like, look, even if we, you know, even if we disagree with this call, we got the power plays yeah. and we didn't score on them. Well, and like don't... you, this, this is a team that you, one of the strengths coming into this, we talked about that the overwhelming, you know, on paper advantage of special teams for the abs here. Yeah. And they're just, they like, you just like, especially when you're fighting adversity and you're fighting an uphill battle, climbing out of a hole, you have to score on the power play. Right and they just didn't yeah yeah their power, their they power play it's, actually hasn't been that good this series so it's not that we it's not like the Kraken got six power plays and they got one no it was 2-2 two, two. it yeah so you have to score on this power play sorry that's just you had the opportunities and you you lost and that leads kind of back into like our all-encompassing thing to kind of wrap up our Kraken talk is that it there's so much talk about how you know the uh you know the, the eric johnson's not making this team now he's here and they lost uh so whoever that abs beat reporter is can go fuck himself that fat fuck on all of his double chins oh. uh he can he can go fucking uh take a leap off of the mile high city because his, his bullshit of like oh they didn't play well because you know eric johnson was a lake scratch and he's a glue guy it's fucking <laughs> fuck off he got out there in his first game back and got a tripping penalty right <laughs> so don't sit here and tell me that he's he's important to integral part of this team uh i i think it, 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 we got to give the kraken credit here they are reading they are reading the room they're reading the book on the abs and doing exactly what they need to shut them down because once you remove it it's kind of like fight it's kind of like how you beat the oilers to a degree granted yeah. the the amount of talent in those stars is much higher than what we're seeing here but not much higher a little bit higher but you shut down those guys you've got a decent chance of winning and our depth is just the depth guys are not showing up for colorado whereas they they they're just rolling on all cylinders for the kraken mm-hmm. and, and it, we're getting decent goaltending
1: yeah we not taking anything away from grew and and like I've been shitting on them all year, the defense have actually looked pretty good too. So uh, yep. yeah, they're, they're clicking at the right time.
0: I, th- I think we've just finally, it took a few games, but I think we realized that the, cra- the like the Avs don't, we have, we have so many weapons and we can change up our style a little bit and play different ways. The Avs can't, right? The Avs just can't. It's they, they live and die on the stars because there is no one else to go back on. You can't you can't fall back on the third line for depth scoring. You're not going to get it. In fact, at this point in the series, you're hoping they just don't give up a goal. Right. It, hence, going back to the idea that McKinnon McKinnon skating, the, it was that quote from Jared Bednar tonight. I'm, I'm not going to pull it out because I don't know where it was, but it was a Colorado beat reporter talking about how Bednar was responding to McKinnon skating 27 minutes tonight, and they said. I'm paraphrasing but essentially if we have to skate him 30 we will. That's not confidence inspiring. Yeah. That's not that's not well, you know, we it, it just the mer- the situation seemed bright and we we have confidence in all our guys. That's yeah, our team outside of these guys is terrible and I need to keep him on the ice as much as I can. Yeah, he needs to play 35 minutes a game. Fuck. <laughs> Ugh, if if I'm a if I'm any guys other than, you know, McCarr, Taze, Rantanen and McKinnon, I'm not feeling great.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's my read on it. And going back to Kraken or going back to Seattle for game 6, I I'm not going to be around the bush. The vibes are good. Dude,
1: if I get this if I get this job that I have been interviewing for, I'm going to that fucking game.
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh
1: shit! It's on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I can't go to it anyways. Okay. I gotta be. In yeah, we'll the, be. I gotta be playing fucking hockey myself.
0: I say we'll be in Moscow, but that'll be a fun watch party.
1: Yeah, we'll except our game's at fucking 8 p.m. that night. Fuck. So probably won't be watching it anyways.
0: No, probably not. Fuck it. We'll see. We'll see what the time is. I don't know. I don't know what to actually time. I don't know what time of the game is or anything. You said Saturday, but I don't even know if that's true.
1: Yeah, I think it's Friday now that I said Saturday.
0: Friday night, yep. There you go. Friday night at 7.
1: Uh, Well, that, tell, that should tell all the listeners here that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, so just right. tune me out. Right, everything
0: that we just said, just disregard Yeah, that. just
1: disregard, I'm a fucking idiot.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's wrap up the Kraken Talk, and then we'll just do some rapid fire with the other series. Uh, You think they close it out at home? I think they close it out at home. Fuck yeah, I do too.
1: I think they're... Fuck yeah, I, I've I've been made a believer. I think, I here's my thing, if they would have won the first game in Seattle and then lost the second one 6-4, so if the scores were the same, 6-4 Colorado on that game four, they would have gone into tonight, probably lost, and we'd be in a whole different situation. They have all the momentum right now. All of it. Got it all
0: all of it they're happy days. with going back to home you know I, I riding high off of that last one the crowd's going to be unreal yeah. uh i yeah I, I think that this they wrap it up in 6 uh even even after before tonight's game i would have probably said that no i i saw i i foresaw this it was in the tea leaves and you know because we we initially said abs and 6 so yeah. our 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 pick was looking decent but now i look we've been made believers yeah. and uh, the, the the statistics don't lie. I think if we we initially I think what it comes down to is we were just we just thought that the stars of the Avalanche were going to get a little bit more support. Yeah. And they're just not. Like they're carrying this team right now. I mean, I'm happily proved wrong. So, yeah, oh, we we meant it from the start. We we, yeah. we were hoping to be proved wrong. So, yeah, happy to see it. Uh, excited to excited to do it you in Spokane, go to the Hub Tavern and, and watch the game. Uh, today, it seemed like it was pretty exciting to watch it from Queen Anne's Beer Hall.
1: Yeah, they were fucking bumping. They showed it on the broadcast like three or
0: four times. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, so that place always I'm, gets uh,
1: fucking crazy.
0: Definitely, definitely. If you're in the in the Seattle area, uh, plenty of Anchor Alliance bars in the area that we'll have the game on, but that, that place is particularly special.
1: I'm sure we'll awesome. probably, unless it's early on a Friday, we'll probably catch... The end of it at the corner club if you're in Moscow, Idaho. Hell
0: yeah. So. Hell yeah. That's exactly right. All right. Rapid fire. Here we go. Okay. Going through the west first. Vegas, Winnipeg. Vegas closes them out. Yeah, I don't. I. Winnipeg was lucky to get that first one. Uh, it showed some hope, some life. Kind of caught Vegas off guard. But... When Vegas is rolling, they're rolling, and it's only getting worse for Winnipeg. I, I think they're missing Mark Shifley for game five. So Yeah, it's not going to uh, look good. Maybe Ehlers you lose. is
1: back, but dude, I, think it's, I They'll, think it's the end.
0: If he comes back, you're not getting 100% Ehlers.
1: Yeah, I think Winnipeg is blowing this fucking roster up.
0: Think so? Yep. Other than, do you still build around Hellebuck?
1: Yeah, you can't get rid of Hellebuck.
0: Or Kyle Connor. You keep Kyle Connor, right?
1: I think I keep Connor and Ehlers, um, Morrissey, with yeah. the season he's had, and then and then Hellebuck. Everyone else is on the block, man.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I, I've heard Shifley wants out of there pretty soon. So. Yeah. Makes sense. All right, and yeah, I agree with you. They're going to close it out at home. Mm-hmm. Kings Oilers. This has been, that well, last game was a bit of a fucking gong show. Yeah, um, I watched other. a little bit. Yeah, when I was at the gym, and yeah, it seems like two years in a row, back to back, it seems like uh, teams start to hate each other. Um, pretty significant win for the next one in the terms of like it was shots were pretty even. It's just Kings weren't getting the saves. Yeah. Um, going back for Game Six in L.A. What do you think on this?
1: That's getting get this is tied up three three man.
0: Agreed. Agreed, yeah, this is going to game seven. going
1: to seven. It's going to go back to Edmonton, and, and L.A.'s already won a game in Edmonton, so who knows what that's going to be in game seven. But, yeah, I think LA, Give me your pick.
0: Huh? Give me your pick for game seven. Game
1: seven's going to be Edmonton and Edmonton.
0: Agreed. There's no way Agreed.
1: that roster is – there's just no way.
0: Yep, I got, I got Edmonton and seven on that. I, I think that that's pretty even. But, hell, man, it's – I think that the fact that the Kings again once again are going to take the Oilers to 7 really does show some some chinks in the armor so to speak.
1: Yeah, true. But it also shows the strength of the Kings as much as I hate that yep. fan base. I Yep. Yeah, I mean and they got got like Brant Clark is having a fucking if Connor Bedard wasn't the talk of the town in, in juniors right now, Brett Clark would mm-hmm. be getting a lot more fucking talk cuz he is sick. Yeah. And he's oh, he's yeah. going to
0: he's going to be sick for LA. Absolutely. Uh Minnesota Dallas. Ooh. Dallas up. Dallas up what? 3-2. 3-2. With a convincing 4-0 win last game 5, uh Gustafson not putting up the greatest numbers, Ottinger standing on his head, showing that he's a top 3 top 5 goalie in the league. Uh Going back to what? Game 6 in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You think Minnesota holds it or this this their swan song?
1: That Minnesota rink is fucking loud, so I I tr- I truly think even with Marcus Foligno because I believe he I actually I don't think he, I don't know if he got suspended I haven't my brain's all fucking mush
0: sure, sure. Uh, It's too
1: late for this either way I I think e- if he's in honestly if he's out even listening to some Minnesota fans it's better if he's out so if, okay. if he is out um. I think I think Minnesota does take it because that yeah they 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 love hockey there man so okay I think,
0: so you've got game seven who takes game seven in Dallas game
1: seven you're gonna see top level Jake Ottinger and you're gonna see he's gonna steal it the depth up front of Dallas just it's just they're gonna overpower Minnesota I think it'll be close but uh Dallas is Dallas is just built more like a playoff team
0: okay got Dallas and Dallas, Dallas and seven. seven yeah. uh, I'm taking Dallas and six. I think that they close this yeah. out. Yeah, um, Minnesota is just, I, no, I, I just can't, I can never give in-depth analysis on Minnesota. They're just aggressively mediocre. Yeah. that's exact. They they strive to get eliminated in the first round. That's just what they do.
1: I just think it's hilarious <laughs> that they all hate Suter now. Suter put in some serious fucking time there, and they just Jesus hate him. Christ. It's beautiful. That is.
0: Terrible. You live long enough to become a villain sort of thing. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly it. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, Kane's Isles. Let's do that. Isles fight to live another day. Is it 3-2 in that series? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Live to fight another day. Uh, Carolina leads 3-2. Game six, I believe, going back to the island. Uh, home advantage hasn't necessarily been the Islanders' strong suit. Islanders have been honestly playing second fiddle to the Carolina almost this whole series. Carolina, if they were healthy, I don't think this would even be going to six. It would be going to five or four. Um, What are are your thoughts on this?
1: this Well, what I want versus what's going to happen, this is a Sorokin home game. He's been getting some shit lately from analysts. Um, I think he stands on his fucking head, and they take it to seven.
0: Oh fuck! Okay.
1: But Carolina wins at seven.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, I will. No, I'll be a Debbie Downer on this. I think Kane's taking it in six. Yeah. Take it. Take it in six on the island. Um, they've shown that that you know home advantage for the Islanders doesn't mean dick all. Hurricanes are just too good. I I think that Sorokin can only steal so many games for this team because even even this last game that they won, they were they were outplayed. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're so definitely I'm the worst I'm not the two.
0: Yeah, and and playing the odds, uh, looking at the four wild card teams with with my hopes now shifting to the Kraken being the one of the four wild card teams to pull off the upset that we usually see every year. Mm-hmm. Um, statistically speaking, you're just not going to see two wild card teams pull it off. Yeah. So. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say that the hurricanes take this in six as well. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's move to, Oh, this one's tough. We got to we got, who do you, who do you pick one with who's next? Devil's Rangers. Oh, I was about, I was about going to say that one. Let's see that one. So when we first left you guys, when we last left you guys in our last episode, we were, uh, kind of writing the eulogy for the devils. And, uh, they pulled a stone-cold steve austin or uh you know undertaker. yeah a fucking grave undertaker just coming out of the grave Good god dealing two wins it could uh i wouldn't say convincing wins Uh-oh. but impressive wins
1: they rallied, like, they
0: rallied around akira yeah holy shit this kid is akira akira yeah look out uh, man but uh what is that controversial twitter page for the devils the brat pack or something oh god yeah uh they they posted that that <laughs> that pseudo porn meme where it's it's the girl she's like she's she normally says oh, i'm about to come but she says oh you're going to make me and then he subbed in believe oh my god dude
1: <laughs> you're going to make me believe <laughs> that's <is> so bad
0: <laughs> it was fucking hilarious uh... i love my ass he's one of those accounts that like he has three or four days of like you know mildly edgy memes, and then he gets hammered at one of these games, and then has to go on an apology tour. He's like you know I'm, I'm sorry to America, <laughs> and then he goes right back to doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, I, man, it's 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 gonna go either way, you know. Uh, Akira is I I know nothing about this guy. Yeah. So. Just going off of when teams have done this in the past, where they bring in a fucking no name to try to change the series up, uh, hes running on hopes and dreams, man, sure is. and fairy dust. <laughs> this is what this is this is what fucking storybook moments are made of. So it's it's great story writing versus the greatest goalie in the world. And sometimes it. a dr- sometimes a dream can be enough. It's it's like an anime, you know, like we're gonna win with the power of friendship. Yes, That's like Powerpuff <laughs> Girls, dude. Yeah, some more shit like that. Uh, so you've got power of friendship and caring and trust on one hand, and the greatest goalie in the world on the other. So you know, I it you gotta believe. That sounds. Bro you got to believe, and uh, right now the Devils are definitely believing. That is that is accurate. So uh, tied up 2-2, two, two, going back to uh, New Jersey for game five. What do you think on this? Can I tell you what I want to happen? Want I... versus think.
1: No, I'm just going to say what I want because what oh, I okay, think go is going to happen is so boring. Okay. Okay. The home team isn't going to win a single game in this series. Whoa! So Rangers in seven. That is impressive. How fucking f- cool would that be, dude? What a that would six be sweet series. That would be, dude. That would be sweet. Because, <laughs> because um, yeah, the the home
0: team is the home team is uh, o for two. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go even more aggressive, and the Devils are just gonna win four games in a row. Ooh, that's
1: a good one. I like that. That's a that's a nice (laughs) take.
0: (laughs) The Devils are just gonna. Akira is going to write his own storybook, and watch—he's gonna be like a. What was that one? Like one of the first Chicago Stanley Cups where, like, it was like Huey was in, and then that one Niemi. Niemi. Niemi came in, and even Chicago friends like, "Who the fuck is Niemi?" (laughs) comes in wins in the Stanley Cup, Huey fades off into obscurity, and Niemi actually had a decent, successful season for a, or a career until you know he, he, he petered out. But they all do eventually. Yeah, but the uh, whereas was Huey,
1: like, that's my time.
0: Right. Whereas Huey, like nobody even remembers that he was on that Stanley Cup team. Dude. dude, I always think it, even though Huey,
1: Huey to me is always is it wasn't he a Canadian?
0: I don't maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Hue Huey like played one like. I don't even think he stayed on the team after they he won them the cup. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, Miami won us the last four games. Yeah, you're in. Oh, the 2010
1: Chicago Blackhawks. That's right. Yep. yep. So, he, so yeah, he went to the Swiss League after. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got his cup and left. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. What a stud. Good for him. What a stud. Good for him. So, yeah, this this could be a situation because, I you know, Going on a run in the unless you're Jordan Bennington, this doesn't really get you mm-hmm. and guarantee you anything. Uh, I do know that uh, is it Vanacek. Yeah, uh, he is. He's not starting
1: another game. <laughs> not as long as if they if Devils go into New Jersey and they win that game, he's the, he's not starting another game in this series.
0: I am going to give there's there's credit that I'm going to give here for the Devils. Number one, they're giving all their young guys room Mm -hmm. like they're giving them the opportunity to shine sometimes they're not but they're at least giving them the opportunity to prove themselves number two they are keeping Mackenzie blackwood away from the ring yeah
1: put him on a (laughs) bus you
0: just sit on the (laughs) answer the the answer to playoff success in new jersey is not Mackenzie blackwood uh apparently it took them many years to figure this out maybe it was all part of the game plan
1: They've just they've had they've had uh, Akira Schmid in their back pocket for
0: fucking years. Rangers are like, yeah, if we chase Vanacek from the goal, we're golden. Like, what are they gonna do? Put in what what are they gonna do? Put in some AHL guy? No, they'll go to they'll go to Blackwood, and we know how to beat him. him. Yeah, and and then they're like, actually, you know what? We're not. We've we have we've put him in for the last three seasons that we've gotten beat in the playoffs for this moment. To, we've got them right where we want them. <laughs> Fucking Yeah, I I think that... I just think the Spluck... It, it's too much of a crazy storybook story not to... And I've been boring up into this point, too. So I think the let's, Devils are going to win let's this. Let's do a
1: beer bet on this, huh?
0: Okay, deal.
1: I'll do... I got Devils. I got Devils and six. I'll do, uh, I'll do... I'll just do... in gen- Well, I mean, it kind of works out this way, but I'll do a home team's not going to win.
0: Okay, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I mean, that's that's Rangers and 7, sure. but I, okay. I like it. Sounds good to me. Moving on. Two left. Two, two exciting. Well, one that we didn't expect to be exciting and one that we all knew was going to be exciting. Let's do the one that we didn't expect. Panthers and Bruins. Uh, for some reason, I wa- we, you and I watched a little bit of this game because <laughs> annoyingly for the last three games, the game on before the Kraken has gone to overtime. Nice. And it's on the same fucking channel. So we're forced to watch overtime hockey from a game that we don't give a fuck about yeah. while we miss the first period of the Kraken. Um, so watch this. Uh, the Florida Panthers pull off a win at TD Garden in Boston to stave off elimination. 3-2 going back to Florida. They had absolutely no right to win this game. No. fuck no. They were outplayed in almost every situation the and the only reason and the only reason they won an overtime is because all fucked up
1: well it's funny because because we were forced to watch it they yep. did a replay of it and really what fucked Olmark was the end boards at the td garden yes and that sucks but he still could have just stopped the puck and let both of his defensemen that were fucking right there or
0: or or
1: crazy concept, he could have just stayed in his fucking, fucking net. net. Yeah, that's the old yeah. that's the the other reason that That's the safe bet Rubauer let one in tonight where he tried to fucking be the hero and shoot it up the port. Yeah, so. that's
0: not that's more often than not it's gonna fuck you. So um and and you know, uh Kachuk gets his celebratory moment. That was pretty happy for them. Glad to see that he's you know, he's a gamer. I love that fucking shit. I love that so quote from,
1: from uh Maurice too what he say? Oh, he's like, he's like add yeah. a bunch of explicit words and then just throw gamer at the end and talk about yep. Matthew Kachuk. It's accurate. Yeah. Very really accurate. It's, it's funny because he's such a love-hate for me. Like, I, I love to watch him play. I love the grittiness. I love a little bit of chippy. Sure. You know, but he is.
0: Oh, he's a Marshawn. If he's not on your team, you hate him. Yeah, and if he's but, on your team, you love him. But he's just such a tool. <laughs> sure. He's, you know he's But a he's tool. not... But he's not Evander Kane territory no. where, like, even Oilers fans are like, look, I don't control the roster. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have any say over it. It's not my fault. Like, he's, he's, there's, there's that select group of like Kane, D'Angelo, you know, Slava Voinov when he was that. There. Like, there's guys that just like nobody wants on the team. Right. Whereas, you know, the Tom Wilsons, the, 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 the Marchands, the Kachucks. Like those guys, you don't mind them on your team. Yeah, I mean, with with Kachuk, he he literally was skating by the
1: Boston bench, doing his putting his arms up like, I'm ah, the fucking best. Yeah. Like, you know, if I'm if I'm on Florida or I like Florida, I think that's fucking great. If I'm on Boston, he's sure. getting a water bottle chucked at his fucking head while he's doing that right. celebration. Right? If
0: I'm one of if I'm one of the five Florida fans, I'm pumped. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it, honestly, like, and the announcers were just analyzing Kachuk in general it's like dude a lot of players would know they have a wide open cage if they just pull the puck to the back end sure. like you know what i mean sure. or i guess it's his sure. forehand but uh, sure. but yeah in other in, in you know going back to to sunrise with you know they're alive dude they're alive. Yep. They're they lived to find another day, and they lasted longer than we thought they would. Yeah, I had them at, lasted longer than a lot thought they. I would. I had them at five, you know? so I was kind of hoping my prediction would be correct, and Boston would sure. take it tonight. And they fucking did I'll, everything they could to take it, but
0: Boston's gonna crush them.
1: Yeah, I think it's, that game's that Boston's game Boston's be
0: taking a this in, in six. It's not even. Yeah, it's it's not even. Yeah. Th- this will. Bob Roski had his one moment where he stood on his head. He still had he had one of those left in him. He's gonna get shelled next game, and it's not even gonna be close. Yeah, I have a I have a blowout feeling in my mind as well. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's save it for we saved it for the last because honestly, if we have any Toronto fans left on this show, uh, we wanted to piss you off. Yeah. Because it is the most popular series. Everybody fucking talks about. It. Like the, literally, the Kraken series doesn't get any fucking press because everybody's too worried about talking about. The fucking Leafs, and I swear to God, it felt like like looking at Twitter and the hockey world and Sports Center and all that. You would have thought the Maple Leafs won the fucking cup after winning Game Four. Mm-hmm. In fact, they made a me- they made a meme. Toronto Maple Leafs awarded Stanley Cup after Game Four Of the
1: first round. Yeah, that is pretty good. The other the other one I the other one I really liked. I don't remember who it was. I wish I could give some credit, but someone said. Tampa Bay licking their chops knowing that they got Toronto
0: one to three. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fucking great, dude. Uh, the, the the best meme after that was like, there are some people that were hopeful that, you know, uh, it was, it was that meme of like two people, fi- like two smaller people fighting and then like the overarching like demon looking over them. And it, it's, you know, Toronto's just about to beat up Tampa And then just Boston's looming (laughs) over for next round. And uh, it's, so I I laugh about that. It's this series has been plagued with some interesting roughing for sure. I'll I'll admit that granted it's hyper magnified because it's Toronto, but there, there's been some calls that have been interesting. Uh, We don't even need to dive in the bunting stuff. He definitely, I don't think even Toronto fans are going to argue that he didn't deserve to get suspended. Mm -hmm. It is curious to see that he's not getting put into the lineup in game six. I mean,
1: he got suspended in game one that they lost, right? Yeah, yeah. So fuck, I wouldn't put him in. Why fuck with the chemistry? Yeah, Yeah.
0: he's out of there. He's going to somewhere else. He's going to the Red Wings. Ironically, oh
1: god, who do you even want him?
0: No, but uh, it would just be ironic to bring Bunting in after the Red Wings fans have talked so much shit about him. (laughs) Um, I, it's looking at Tampa. I don't necessarily think that Toronto's playing above and beyond, or playing great, amazing, uh, punching above their belt. Finally, figuring it out, hockey. It just the from what I have seen in this series, Tampa just it had to run out eventually, man. Yeah, they look, they just look tired. Yeah, like how how long you know you're, you're you've been you've got a guy that's been considered the best goalie in the world for almost a decade. You know, Stammer's getting up there. It's just this team, they still got it. They know how to win it and everything. You know, spirits are definitely willing. I, I'm not saying that Tampa's not trying. I'm not saying that it's it's a case of like, well, we've been here, done that. We don't care about a third. I think the trying is there. It's just this, They've they've had to, the salary cap works. They've had to get rid of certain key pieces, even though they've done their best to try to replace them. And they just look tired. Yeah, they just look—they just look a step behind Toronto,
1: and I think injuries have played a role in that as well. I don't—I don't, I don't yeah. think—I don't think yeah. a lot of their team is a hundred percent right now, and not to make excuses. I don't think Toronto's Toronto's looked pretty pretty decent. I think I think their moves that they've made, uh, Samsonov, Samsonov, you know, of all his faults, right? He's you know talking about Matthew Kachuk as a gamer from a forward position. I think Samsonov's kind of a gamer from the goalie position for them.
0: He's been out playing Vasilevsky, yeah.
1: which is impressive. Yeah. So I I do really think that the the Tampa is kind of injured. I, I honestly think Tampa players aren't even gonna be that upset though if they if they No. Of course no. lose the next one or you know um Why would you get a fucking snap? It's, it's,
0: it's the Hawks or even the Pens, you know, like you've got back to back cops, you have nothing to prove. Yeah. You've got nothing to prove. You're in the conversation of best teams in the last twenty years. Well,
1: you you have something to prove to that one fucking writer that says, well, they want it in the fucking COVID bubble and the oh, that short would be me. Season. I I yeah.
0: I am that writer. I, I would definitely like if somebody's throwing that up. Like if we're talking like, you know, who's the top dynasty of the last twenty years? Is Chicago, Pittsburgh, Tampa? You could throw L.A. in there maybe throw Detroit in there just for shits and giggles because they had two cups. Um, I think that there, there is a strong argument for an asterisk on, we've kind of talked about it before. I I think the first year Tampa cup actually has less of an asterisk than the second year Mm -hmm. because it was affected, but it was equally affected everybody. Whereas that second year, man, there were entire, like Dallas didn't make the, Dallas was completely obliterated because of bullshit like that. Yeah. You know, it, that, that, the second year, the testing and removing players at the last second, that affected teams unevenly and unfairly. Whereas the, the first year, yeah, everybody had to go into a bubble and stuff, but it, everybody equally got that mm-hmm. shit. So, but yeah, I, I, I say that that's definitely, but you know what? I, I wouldn't fight it. I would still not say that they're better than the, the dynasty of the Blackhawks or the, or the the pens. Yeah, I'd say those but,
1: those two for me.
0: I think Pens just
1: being perennial. You know. Yeah. Yep. Getting 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 past the first round so many times too. I think Pens are yep. probably Pens and Blackhawks, but very
0: close. Yep. I it's if I had to if I had to rank it, it's probably in my eyes Hawks, Pens, uh, Lightning, Kings, Red Wings. Yeah, that's how I'd go too.
1: I, and i think i think tampa the only reason that i put tampa at 3 even with two cups is uh they had a year where they actually missed whereas for me the pens even even you know this being their first year in 16 years that yep. they've missed yep. right and i think, I think yep. that's pretty impressive but um uh, yeah i i honestly though I, I do think tampa fights back a little bit but i think toronto wins 6 agreed
0: uh well yeah i agree I think they finally get over it and I think that they just get crushed in the next round. Yeah, 100%. 100% they're getting smashed. But but they're going to but but Toronto is going to celebrate like they won the cup.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, fuck, if you if you hadn't been out of the first round and 20 something years or whatever sure. that
0: is, <laughs> like it's just it, invite the memes already yeah. like all the, the shit talking is already gonna come in like toronto fans are gonna find like they're gonna actually have something to celebrate for the first time ever and every other fan base is gonna be like you are celebrating like you won the fucking cup you guys are pathetic
1: yeah there's like there's co- still my th-
0: congratulations you've got three more rounds to
1: go yeah. congrats i hope you can win 12 more games
0: guys are acting like it's all over yeah yeah we beat the lightning yes that's it we're done hey let's we don't need stop to stop the we, count <laughs> we don't we don't need to play the bruins please yeah. please don't stop the count <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Shit. all right on that note we've we've hit the two hour mark long episode we weren't planning on that but we did it anyway because because it's the playoffs and you power through the pain yeah <coughs> that's what it is wow that was impressive
1: there was a second one, but I got to the mute button in time. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah.
0: All right. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Please like, comment, and share all of our stuff on Facebook or Twitter. We're pretty active on those. Subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher that you're on. Leave a review if applicable. Tell your friends about us. Go up and say, hey, you should listen to the Dusty Bender podcast. It makes me laugh. And, uh, yeah. Anything else, Taylor? Nope. All right. Folks, if you're in Moscow, we'll see you this weekend. And if not, we'll see you next week.